work in general, but specifically building work-friendly on-ramps for returning service people. Yeah. It's really, really important. And, you know, I've, I've worked with Caterpillar for years. Sure. But I would step up and speak on behalf of that initiative for John Deere simply because it has to inspire other companies to follow suit. Hi there, and welcome in to a brand new week of Celebrity Salute. Dedicated to the men and women who serve our country in active duty, our veterans, and their families. We're here for you. God bless you. We love you. On each episode, we look for people and stories with some connection to these heroes. I'm Randy Miller. Mike Rowe is an American television host and narrator. He's known for his work on the Discovery Channel series Dirty Jobs and the series Somebody's Gotta Do It, originally developed for CNN. He hosted a series produced for Facebook called Returning the Favor, in which he found veterans doing good deeds and did something for them and return. He also hosts a podcast titled The Way I Heard It with Mike Rowe and heads the Mike Rowe Works Foundation, awarding grants to trade schools for returning military veterans. We are honored to have Mike Rowe back with us on Celebrity Salute. And uh, Mike Rowe is back with us, of course, Dirty Jobs host, and is continuing to award scholarships to students pursuing careers in skilled trade. What? Skilled trades? Why would you ever? <laughs> and the Mike Works Foundation and, of course, his fabulous podcast, The Way I Heard It. Mike, how you doing? Uh, pretty great, man. Pretty great. It's uh, it's an interesting time to be alive and uh, <laughs> an interesting time to be standing in Baltimore, Maryland, where I am right now, ah. looking out over the harbor. You know, assessing I, my many blessings. We're just we're just waiting for our our, our jingle. That's all we're doing. You know, last time we had you on, uh, you were going to do a jingle for us, and and we you we, know what? we donated five thousand dollars to your foundation, and we we get we get nothing. This is unforgivable. You're uh, uh, so right. I remember. Look, a promise made is a debt unpaid. You know who Chuck is. He runs my life. Yes. But yes. remind him and I'll do it. There's Listen. I just wrote one for Manscaped, and I need to redeem myself as quickly as possible. <laughs> you know, you're, probably, you're, right? you're so busy doing your sea shanties that you've forgotten all about <laughs> the important work of our life. So... <laughs> God, look, I'm flawed. You've always known that, Randy. And, uh, every time I talk, hey, magnifies my many shortcomings. Listen, I just, uh, I was just listening to your podcast with Greg Gutfeld. Oh my gosh, you guys together. Uh, I mean, you're you're both great individually, but you should do a show together. It, it was just so fantastic. And your take on because I just went through this. Your take on standing in line at at the airport for American Airlines. <laughs> Is that nonsense? It's all nonsense. I yeah. mean, you know, anytime you go to the airport, you're essentially participating in some sort of god awful psychological experiment. <laughs> I was, I was just uh, at National Airport uh, yesterday on the moving sidewalk, right. and and just trying to be a nice guy and politely suggest to the people who were on the moving sidewalk and just standing on it like it was a ride, right, at Disney World. Right. It's like, look. Waiting for their ticket. It's just like, look, just just, just stand to the right. I mean, if, if you have to, if, 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 if you see a moving sidewalk as an invitation to stop walking, 
Right? I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't want to go down a rabbit hole, but yeah, everything at the airport is just another example of how polite society is slowly coming off the rails. It's, it's, it's just so wrong. I, I was traveling with my daughter, and my daughter's got a water bottle that she put up into the, you know, the tiny compartment above her seat, and a guy that had stashed uh-huh. his laptop up there grabs his laptop, and he, and he looks at her, and he goes, is that your water bottle? And she goes, yeah. And he goes... It got my laptop wet. I said, why did you put your laptop up top? I mean, <laughs> what, what What are we doing? <sighs> well, the guy the guy sitting across the aisle from me uh, had a mask on, and he looked at me before takeoff, and he, and he handed me a mask, and he said, would you mind putting this on? <laughs> and I said, I said, look, I mean, thank you for the offer, yeah. uh, but I'm... I'm good. And he snatches it back and he puts it on himself. So now he has two masks on. <laughs> and he's here on giving me the side eye of the whole trip. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's, there must be a playbook for this kind of thing. But if there is, I just haven't read We're it. We're just yet. all making it up. Man, these scholarships that you give for skilled trades, it's so good. And I've seen a couple of them on your, your website and you absolutely pegged the right people to give them to. But I got to tell you about a company that we're talking to about joining this program and it's John Deere. And John Deere, you know, oh, yeah. you do so much great work with veterans. They've got a program for veterans that as soon as they're six months before they transition out, they're going to train you to be absolutely free of charge to work for John Deere. Now, the only requirement is you have to buy your own tools from them, which I love that because you got some skin in the game. But man, I had no idea what what they were doing. Well, look, I mean, that issue, work in general, but specifically building work-friendly on-ramps for returning service people. Yeah. It's really, really important. And, you know, I've worked with Caterpillar for years, sure. but I would step up and speak on behalf of that initiative for John Deere simply because it has to inspire other companies to follow suit. That's really what we need. It's not right. John Deere can't do it alone. Everybody in that space ought to be doing their own version of some way to elevate the opportunities that exist within their companies uh, and specifically reaching out to the kind of folks you're talking about. I just, I think it's a great example. So, yeah. so give them my regards and wish Absolutely. them well. Yeah. We're talking to dirty jobs host, Mike Rowe here in the national defense and his podcast, the way I heard it. I don't know if you're having the same kind of issues that we are right now, Mike, with the actor strike, but it's so ridiculous when they will send us actors to be interviewed and, and they say to us, you can ask them anything about anything except for the shows that they work on. And I go, what? <laughs> what? Listen, we, we oh, just... Uh, Look, <laughs> again, it's, you can't make it up. I mean, I can tell you for me, it's a very, it's kind of a nuanced position. I've been in the Screen Actors Guild for 30 years, and I am sympathetic to the demands that are, are being made. However, you know, when I, when I launched Dirty Jobs, I called the union and said, hey, great news, I, I finally have a show. And they were like, you can't do that show. Discovery's not a signatory, we forbid it. You do that what? show, we're gonna throw you out. Yeah, <laughs> and I said, guys, I can't not do this show right. simply because, right, there's no jurisdiction. But look, they draw a bright line. And, and I think that 
In general, Randy, I'm just suspicious of cookie-cutter advice, and I'm not much of a joiner. And I get a lot of flack for saying that out loud. But the truth is, we're not living in a one-size-fits-all society anymore. And I don't care what, what group you're in, whether it's a union, whether you're organized or not, the right to work and the importance of being able to pivot in the face of extraordinary circumstances, like, say, a lockdown, right? Right, the, right. It's a, it's a primal, fundamental right that we have. And so I, I say that with all due respect to unions. But in the end, it's the individual it, that is yeah, supreme. Yeah, it's at the end of, well, the, at the, end of the day, it, which I hate that term, but it's so true with what you're talking about, Mike. I mean, at what's going to put food on my table for my family. And that's what it, you know, kind of, kind of, uh, comes to, but why don't you go and solve the auto worker strike? Because, it, it, you... <laughs> because honestly, I wouldn't know how to do it other oh, than come on. to just tell them, look, we've got 2000 people who have gone through the MicroWorks program who we've assisted with about $7 million in work ethic scholarships. Wow. I wow. can tell you that probably, 25, 30% of them are in some kind of trade union. Uh, the rest are not. I, I make no political distinctions. Sure. We're completely agnostic when it comes to the foundation. And I've scrupulously tried to keep myself from getting in between the, the knife fight and a phone booth that is labor versus management. Right. <laughs> because, it'd be, look, it's a, it's a viable and an important conversation, but it's not the most important, yeah. right? I, I, the most important thing to discuss is a balanced workforce. And the best way to get a balanced workforce is to elevate all jobs. And for years, we've been subject to stigmas and stereotypes and myths and misperceptions that keep people from pursuing skilled labor jobs. That has nothing to do with the union. Right. That has everything to do with guidance counselors and parents and perceptions. So until we get that straightened out, it's not really a it's not really a union conversation. It's more about do we want a balanced workforce and do we want to elevate and celebrate all forms of work? The truth is, like in this world we're talking about if you're in the plumbers union and you've got so much work that you can't come to somebody's house who needs you for three or four days, yeah. in a way that's good for you, right? There's so much demand, right? You can charge whatever you want and you can set whatever hours you want, but you have to be able to step back too and say, look, do you want to live in a country where you can't get a plumber for three <laughs> or four days or electricity? Right, right. That's uh, what we're dealing with now. You know what? He's always great. Mike Rowe, thank you so much. MikeRoweWorks.org is where you can find it all in the Way I Heard It uh, podcast. Go warm up the pipes for the jingle, and we will talk to you next time, my friend. <laughs> thank you so much. Remind Chuck. I'm serious. I'll, I'll, I'm going to do I'll it. I'll you a D-minus, you know, D-plus <laughs> attempt as soon as I can. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. You've been listening to Celebrity Salute. Celebrity Salute is produced by Brainstorm Media and distributed by National Defense Network with host Randy Miller and executive produced by Nate Heron. Be sure to visit us at nationaldefensenetwork.com. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also say, Alexa, play the National Defense Network podcast.